We're back, man. Steve, 38. We had to skip the week. We did. Uh, how you been, man? Good. Good. Plodding along. Can't complain. What about you? Yeah, not too bad. Same old, same old. And we got Anthony Frangi back with us. How are you guys? Anthony? Yeah. We're kind of scraping the barrel for guests now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just found him loitering across the road. <laughs> he was hanging out in the factory. We thought I'd jump on the pod. Why not? Good man, to be back. Good start to the season for you, man. It's been all right. Been all right. Yeah, two, was it two goals of the week? Yeah, it's two, two. And were you four and three? Yes, four and three. How's it been? How are you feeling? You feeling feeling good, feeling fit, but uh, it's on hold now. So yeah, so he's gonna keep practicing. Hopefully, mate. There, there are some goals I saw you practice in the factory. You scored. Yeah, Stevie was uh, showing me how to do it. So I thought I'd take it out on the weekend. That was about good. time. <laughs> about time. Yeah, so so far good start. It's a shame you're gonna be on a break. It's all right, but a little holiday. You just got to keep training through it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Stevie, another big week as well. It's the W League Grand Final. It is. It's it's exciting. You've been tr- working with a lot of the, especially the foreign girls. From Sydney, um, yeah. Yeah, for most of the season. So mm-hmm. this could be your back-to-back title if they uh, win. <laughs> if they win, I want a medal. Yeah, I think, you, I think you deserve the medal, man, if they win. But no, it's been good. Obviously, last yesterday was our last session with them. Um, so it comes with the territory. Kind of is always sad to see people go. Um, but yeah, got to know them very well. So we're doing between one to three sessions per week since I can't even remember how far back. Pretty much since the start, yeah, yeah, we're still in Caitlin. That was still here. Um, so yeah, it's been really, really good. Uh, It's gonna be a tough game, city of quality, but anything can happen in the final. So I'm hoping that the girls can get over the line and get the win. Do you think they should be able to win? Or I think it's possible. I think they've got the players. I think there's external things that are out of their control which makes it harder for them to perform on the field um, but there's enough quality there and if they can get the get the bounce on the day then you never know well that's it isn't it it's just luck of the ball yeah um, so give us a score prediction 1-0 Sydney 1-0 Sydney uh-uh. who's going to score it or 4-1 Sydney one of the two <laughs> <laughs> who's going to score the goal um, I don't know, probably V or Soph could play on plop a banger. She did last year in the grand final. Yeah, she did too. Um, but yeah, it's, it's big players. So obviously, a lot of the boys have trained with the girls as well. Once they've been in, he actually trains. He actually trains properly when the girls are in. Have to uh, try, try to impress. Yeah, <laughs> trying to impress. Um, exactly. But nah, some big players. Obviously, so Aubrey, um, goalkeeper of the year yeah. last year in the in the NWSL. So working with her a lot on just trying to get more distance on a strike and just little things. So standing foot's just too far in front of the ball. So just working on trying to bring that back slightly behind the ball. Um, and then with the other ones, it's more general general sessions, but also just refining the techniques. So a lot of it's got to do with the finishing. Um, but yeah, big players. So it's been in the US national team. It's obviously the world champions. Um, and then Lindsay's in the Canadian, Canadian national team. Yeah. Um, been to World Cup. So big players to work with, but you wouldn't know they were at that level. Very humble, very hardworking. Um, very nice girls so like I said it's been a pleasure and it's gonna, we're going to miss them it'll be sad to see them go and for those who don't know they've all been on the podcast so you they have all been on the them. podcast to so go check out the earlier episodes and hear about their journeys yeah so Steve at the moment you're doing um, like f- complete technical assessments on players mm-hmm. so how does that work uh, so it's something new that we've introduced. So obviously with the, the, the amount of players that we work with in here, I don't get the chance to work with everybody. Um, and I predominantly work with the older ones or, or the more supposed elite players. Um, so that's usually where I find myself. So this gives access to me, to everybody. Um, but it also, it's just important just to highlight 
the, the deficiencies in the technique. So we take them through an hour session. We go through set. I go, I go through a set pattern of drills that we work at. So we're looking at the first touch, passing, striking, dribbling, which, which isn't revolutionary, but it's going into details with all of those things. So it's highlighting strengths within those four categories, but also highlighting deficiencies, which is the main part of it. Um, so you have, so we work with players from, I think the nine is the youngest that we've done and all the way through to adults. Um, and it's just, just providing with those feedback about what's missing, so what, what's deficient, and then what they need to be doing to try to address those deficiencies. But the first part, like, and why these things are so valuable is giving that knowledge and giving them the understanding. Like if I have parts of my game that I don't know that I'm not good at, like how am I going to fix them? You know what I mean? And that's been a lot, a lot of the feedback that the parents have been giving that that's been very, very beneficial for them that they haven't known. Um, so it varies into obviously the, the, the amount of um, areas that are wrong. So you could have somebody in like all four uh, components, they all got massive problems with all of them. So then it obviously becomes a bigger analysis. But I had a boy on the weekend who's was a good player, plays NPL 14s, 15s or whatever. Had a very, very solid foundation. And then it was just small parts of that technique of each of them that were off. So some more than others. Uh, and it's just highlighting those and just making them aware of them. So simple things like instead of body twisting towards the ball when they're striking, they've got to have it twisting away from the strike. Or arms not getting high enough, high enough when they're stepping for the strike. So it means body's rotating on contact. So just little things like that to be aware of. Just to try to maximize those... Um, each of those techniques and it's the same feedback that we give to the pros it's that detail detail the smaller smallest little adjustments that can make make massive differences yeah and do you give them like a program that comes with it or is this so no so it's more they get a verbal feedback on the day then they get written feedback later in the week or or once i can catch up to getting back onto them we've done a heap uh and then from there there's depending on what the deficiencies were there's links to different um drills that they need to be practicing at home and need to be working on yeah. But it's, it's been really good. So obviously a lot of people that train in here I've been able to work with and do the assessments on, but also lots of players that aren't from here that were just coming in for that one-off assessment, yeah. um, which is good. Like saying we know he's a good player, we just want to know what, the, what, the, what areas you need to work on or whatever they might be. And this is more often than not information they're not getting at their clubs, but which is understandable obviously from a, from a club point of view. They can't be given that detailed information to every single player. Yeah, we've got 23 players, Yeah, or maybe more. Yeah. Or 16. 16. I don't know who's got 20, 20. I don't know, full squad. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, so. so it's been good. Something new that we've added, something that we'll look to build on and then um, potentially start off with the same thing online for people that are too far away from, from us to do it. Uh, just figuring out how that would look and how we can make it. Just want to provide a service that's beneficial. You know what I mean? So it's only $10 more than what a normal session costs here. It gives you access to me and then obviously... Um, just trying to help people just be aware of technically where they're off and because I think it's something we struggle with massively as a country yeah and is there something like you you text them back or Instagram message them back when they have questions and stuff as well yeah well, so it? we do that generally just yeah. if anybody does but especially people that we work with yeah but, yeah. okay cool um, so we have a couple of questions um, from some players well people now especially now all the leagues are kind of suspended mm-hmm. um, is what's the most important thing to remember when you know, practicing at home or what can we do now, yeah. you know, to maintain our fitness because they've gone through pre-season, they've started the season, now it's no training, no games. Yeah. So what should they be doing to kind of maintain that fitness that they had pre-season? Mm-hmm. So the fitness element's going to be hard, obviously, because you're limited in what you can what you can do. Um, so you can't get the game, yeah, game the fitness, game. obviously. You can't even get the training fitness from that. So it's going to be on yourself. So... Predominantly, the only way or two or a couple of ways you're going to do that is obviously just running. 
You know what I mean? Um, which isn't ideal, which is great, but at least it will give you a platform that you can build off from rather than not doing anything in this time and then going back in to do it. And then it's just doing your own training, trying to get as much touches on the ball. For, for both younger and older players, they need to be in touch on the ball. Obviously, the younger ones, more, more so than the older ones, the older ones would mix up more fitness with the, the touches on the ball, where the young ones predominantly should just be the touches on the ball. So literally, all you need if you're at home is you need a wall and a ball. That's it. Yeah. Then just practice playing the ball off the wall, receiving it on different angles, off bit, um, both feet, inside, outside, and just taking just, just different touches and just making that. We've got different drills. Maybe we can even link it to this video. Yep. Um, about things that they can be, be doing at home. But it's that, and then especially just the ball mastery and dribbling. So a lot of that, the feedback that we're giving to players here when they're deficient with their passing and touching and their dribbling is it's just there's drills on there. We will link it into this video and just doing that. So literally all you need at home, you'd need, say, a, a 10-meter area where you could just dribble up with that. So say two meters by 10 meters or whatever would be plenty of space. And you just need a wall with a ball. And you, I mean a wall and a board. A wall and a ball. And you just need a couple of meters there. That's all you need. Um... And just do that. So we say that to players anyway. But literally, obviously, now in these, these crazy times that we're living in, it's important that they keep ticking over. Not only physically, but also mentally as well. Get back on the ball. and Yeah, you don't want to kind of get depressed and yeah. miss it. Or get out of it and stop thinking about yeah. it. It's easy. Like, um, I suppose yeah. it's the other thing. How do you stay motivated in kind of this, this period of time? In this limbo. I don't yeah. know what's going on. You don't know when the league's going to be back. Um, yeah. And you don't know when you're going to be back at training, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, like I said, it's crazy, it's crazy time. But like we're still training at school. We haven't had any directive from the Department of Education to not train at school. Um, so players at sports high schools, I think, are still getting sessions. But how long that will continue, I don't know. Well, I suppose this is the other good thing about you know, our training in here is just one-on-one -on -one contact, so you're not in big groups. Yeah. So you can still kind of train and not have to stress out if people are stressing out that much, which yeah. I don't think they should be. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Okay. Um, what are the traits for an attacking middle or winger? And we have Anthony as well, who can talk about his traits as well as a winger. Uh, this is where those uh, technical sessions come in play. Steve, you know, pulls me up all about my um, technique and what I should be doing. Um, just trying to set some good habits. So just always, you know, hips facing away from goal, touch never too narrow, always diagonally or a bit more wider. And um, yeah, just always looking to go towards goal. Believe in yourself, be confident, and yeah. So, like, moving, like, I suppose, what's your, like, job on the field? I think a lot of, especially young players, they probably don't assist, get that. Obviously. Yeah, but other than that, like, and moving forward, like, what, what's your main, like, goals? Is obviously not to lose the ball and let someone behind just you. Just to create and chances, and... How do you do that, though? Creating chances, just, uh, I don't know, you got to be creative whilst moving forward, and um, can't do anything dumb, you know? To lose the ball in the attacking third, you know, you want to try to keep it there instead of back back near your goal. You rather have it on their half and so on. Do you think you have to, you have to be quick to be in those positions? No, not really. I don't. Helps. It does help, but really I'm not that. <laughs> Maybe first five meters <laughs> I got, but that's about it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So I'd say the the main attributes of winging is obviously speed. The faster you are, speed is invaluable in this game, especially in the modern game. So Thanks, being man. Quick. Um, you reckon I got speed? You got speed of thought, <laughs> speed of technique. So, but the, the, that's yeah, the same that's, thing. Yeah, I could be important. really, really fast, but I'm a slow thinker, so it doesn't do it. Or I could be moderately fast, or like normal speed, which is you. But I think faster than other players, so I'm able to create spaces and things like that. Um, obviously, it depends on the formation and things like that, and the roles that the coach wants you to play within those. So, some, for example, wingers 
say in the four three three, expected to drop back in and come flat in midfield, or balls on the opposite side, they slide into the middle. So there's a lot of work there. Whereas other formations and other coaches just say stay forward, so they keep the three forward and just defend with everybody else. So just from that, there's no set. This is what you should do. This is what you should do. It depends on obviously whatever the the setup is of the coach or the club that you're at. Um, but the attributes that are key is. Uh, good one-on-ones so you need to be able to dribble out people and go past people which is something obviously that you do effectively um, be able to get in behind and understand when to come to the ball and when to go in behind that's the first thing first thought or should always be can I get in behind if I can't get in behind straight away that's when I'm starting to check back for the ball um, need to be able to cross need to be able to shoot need to be able to finish um, that'd be the key attributes yeah size isn't as relevant for those things so smaller players can, can thrive out wide and so can taller players there's no real set what it has to be there um, but yeah so you think one of the things you should be like practicing is your crossing and your passing crossing and yes anyone that plays in wide areas should be working on their crossings even midfielders that play wider in midfield should be working on their crossing but yeah it's more those 1v1 skills so even if my crossing was deficient and my finishing wasn't amazing if I can dribble at people and consistently beat people which is if you look at the modern game how everything's set up and they're just it's zonal so there's no man for man really anywhere else anywhere at the moment so it's zonal so if I if I'm able to beat a player that's there, that means somebody else has to come out of their zone and start to clean. That's how we start to create, create space. space. But you see a lot, and especially in Australian football, we aren't good at beating that first defender and breaking them down. So we'll play in and we just play around people, never through, like play around teams, never through teams. So it's having that ability to, to get the ball face up, go at players. If you're good at that, then there's a chance you can play at a high level. Yeah. What about being like, that's a winger, but a 10, what's... Uh, a 10 different yeah. yeah so 10's more being able to receive in tight spaces being able to find tight spaces being able to find the space to then take the tight so it's your awareness and it's your vision which is vital into there so you see uh, a lot of the, the, the older 10's didn't work very much defensively but it, they made up for that obviously with what they brought to the table with the ball so you need to be able to create you need to be able to obviously have good distribution and you need to be able to finish as well usually from deeper outside the box but also within the box you need to be able to do all those things Plus, you need to be able to be a defender as well. Yeah. These and I suppose that s- speed of thought as well is yep. critical in a, mm-hmm. in a central role. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, the, the, the dribbling of the one-on-one stuff is important, but it's not as, as important as what it is, obviously, in those wide areas where you're one-on-one. In the middle, you're not really going to be one-on-one with somebody. You'll be in between players and in between yeah. lines. So it's about being able to either find those spaces to then get on the ball and, and then start to create things or find those spaces to drag defenders out which will then space open space for other players yeah who's your favourite number 10 my favourite number 10 I don't even know I don't really have a favourite number 10 ever you never looked up to one do you like uh, Dennis Berger depends but like Baggio when he played as a 10 um, Maradona but you like Baggio wherever he plays I like Baggio wherever he plays <laughs> it was one of my favourites but Maradona, like they're the older, older style tens. I don't know who would be a ten now. It's like a Urzel. Let me say, like obviously a De Bruyne and things like that. Yeah. Is he a ten though? Because he's on FIFA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Who's your favorite winger? My favorite winger. <coughs> Hazard. My favorite winger? No, definitely not Hazard. Mane. I'll be up there. Mane, no, not even Mane. You, yeah. Anthony Frangie. Anthony Frangie. Um, wingers from time for boy, I don't even know. Ronaldo? Ronaldo? Cristiano? No, Cristiano. <laughs> we always talk about Sane on, on FIFA, so I don't know. Sane? That's because he's quick. Who about Sane? Oh, wait, no, my Mane. Mane. <laughs> I didn't speak no, about Sane. She's done right, Sane or on Mane. FIFA. Neither of those are in my FIFA <laughs> team. There you go. No. I don't mind Song. Song? 
Yeah, from Tottenham. Oh, Son. Please sing Song. song. Like, Alex Song is a... Sing a song. He's <laughs> <is> an eight. <laughs> Who's your favourite winger? Probably Ronaldo, eh? Yeah. Or Mbappe. I don't mind him. Mbappe? Yeah. Try Just to play like him, but don't have the speed. Or the skills. Like exactly. Mbappe or Ronaldo? <laughs> Both. He's trying to do like a hybrid Ronaldo. <laughs> Mbappe. <laughs> well, I've seen you like dive and stuff like Ronaldo, so... Don't dive at all. When you, when you can't run anymore, you just throw yourself... I was watching... The, I turned over to the game the other day. And I know just as I turned over, he's on the floor. And I was going to myself, you better get up. <laughs> You've got to work tomorrow, bro. I don't need to pull anything. Get up. I got up. All good and sound now. Thought I'd break a teeth. It's all good. Did that do that to your lip? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Bit my lip. You bit your lip. <laughs> Get my lip. Yeah. Who's your favourite 10? 10, 10, 10. Oh. I did like Ozil at Real Madrid. No, you know, he's not that type of player anymore. No, he's, when he first joined Arsenal, he was. He's 19 assists. Like half a season. Mm. Just because he's Arsenal, that's why. Probably. Yeah. I'm not Bruno Fernandes. You classify him as a 10. We've barely seen the guy play, so I don't know how you don't mind. Player of the month, apparently. <laughs> really? Player After what, one game? Player of the month. <laughs> Yeah. I suppose because United actually won a game. So. He got man of the match like five five games in a row or something. Has he only played like two United games? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. When you guys win a title, let us know. <laughs> we just did. Most successful. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Void. It's not going to get void. The people that say that. Then you petty men United people. It's going to get void. They don't deserve it. They didn't win all the games. Shut up. Exactly. They still have enough points to not even play and still win the league. Wait and see. Well, it's actually... It only needs to come back to for one round and you win the title. Nah, but they said it's... The, in the, the law book or whatever, it's 75% of the games has to be played. Um, and 75% of the games, what was it? It was like 27.5 or something and we played 28. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. It's not void. Not guaranteed. Literally, <laughs> I will, I'll wait for that day to come. And that and day comes, I'll come on the pod and I'll say, like the interesting thing is going to be if that did happen, what happens with the relegation, Champions League spot? I think they're going to find a solution. I think, I think this is going to play. Yeah. It'll come back April and they're like, yeah, it's all right, we'll do it behind closed behind doors. Closed doors yeah. If the players test positive to it, they can't play. If yeah. they don't, they can play. Yeah. We'll yeah. bang out, you know, what is it? 15, there's 10 games. It's not even. It's not. No, it's not even. Games. It's like eight. Three sure games per eight. week. And you needed two more wins. No, they didn't. No, this needs a, a round to happen. Because yeah. I think even this last weekend, if. No, too. If City played Arsenal and Burnley, I think it was, and they didn't win both those, then it was all over. Oh, okay. That's why it could be done before us playing again. Yeah. What about you, Ali? Who's your favourite 10? My favourite 10 is Dennis Burkamp. Okay. Hmm. I was a fan of Burkamp. I was around Burkamp. that. Yeah. Oh, I was too I seen young. I playing in real life, too. That was the moment. No, that would have been. I've seen your Arsenal team. It's only a Premier League game I've ever seen. Which which year was that? What was it? I was 15, so 98. Oh, wow. Maybe. So it was Petit. No, they played Nottingham Forest. Ah, okay. So I played watching North uh, Forest Ground. But it was Petit, Burkamp, Overmars. Overmars, like everyone that drank it. Yeah, yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Tony Adams in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's the only Premier League game I've ever been to. And that's the game I've seen. Was that when Nottingham had that Pierre Van Hooydonk up front? I can't the Dutch remember. guy. I think they got pumped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
That was that Birkin was quality. What about the winger? Mm. Is your favourite winger? No, well, Thierry Henry started off as a winger and went back to being a winger at Barcelona. It's true. Um, Not bad. But he's my favourite player all oh, around. Yeah. I like it really well. Thierry's his class. <laughs> I've got two signed balls by Thierry Henry. Yeah? Yeah. Where are those balls Where'd now? You, where'd you get them from? <laughs> um, my brother's friend, he works at Sky. Mm-hmm. And he was working at Sky for a while. Mm-hmm. So he Did got you get the authentication? Like, he took a photo when he got the thing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. But nice. when he was there, he got him to sign it. Because he's like, the staff can get stuff signed by. Yeah. It's like a lot of the guests and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, one day he just went and he messaged my brother and said, I know your brother's a big fan. Yeah. And he went and bought two footballs and oh, got him to sign it. Imagine that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one to me and one to my son. So Yeah, wow. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Pretty special moment. It is. Yeah. You weren't even there. I wasn't even there. <laughs> I didn't even get to meet him. Yeah. That's not a bad one either. Signed jersey. Wonders jersey. Decent. We're going to auction that off. Found cheap. Yeah. Started a dollar. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> no, that's from a couple of years ago. Who's on that? Who's a 33? I don't know. I know Abe's on this. Is that a 33? Is that somewhere a signature that looks like? Abe's got a little smiley faces. Ah, so that is Abe. No, Abe's not 33. He's 48. 48. I don't know, man. What else? What's next? No, is there much focus on young goalkeepers or the goalkeeping training or stuff like that? You don't really see too much of it, especially at a young age. It's not like teams have goalkeeper coaches. Uh, Clubs do. So like there's like even like on the like fifteens, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Clubs have either coaches at their clubs or play like places that they send their goalkeepers to oh, okay. to go do the training. So that's not unusual. Um, it's not a big focus. Obviously, I know as a coach when you're p- playing things and that, sometimes I even forget to put the keeper on the board when I'm putting <laughs> the team up. But um, it's not a big focus. There should be more. Obviously, they're a vital part of the game. Uh, I think they're involved in most sessions and the work that they do with their feet now. I think especially that's now, still like, you know, they want them to play out the back. 100%. So you still see uh, a lot of the keepers are behind with their feet yeah. to the other players. Um, what do you think of Adrian? Yeah, next question. <laughs> but even that, like, I'm not even that bothered. Like, yeah. as a Liverpool fan, obviously, you don't want to lose. You want to win as many games. But, like, what do you do? With, the, with that game, we lose because of that. And then uh, yeah. we just couldn't put that. No, but, but the thought behind his pass, like, for any goalkeeper, I've seen Bert Leonard do it against Olympiacos. He did put the same foot shit. through the ball and get as yeah. far away from your goal. But it's as like you it's can. been coached out of them. Like, yeah. you have to pass. Because again, I, I think you need one of those technical analysis, to be fair. <laughs> on Adrian, go. Uh, Adrian, you can hit up Steve at first phase. <laughs> Tag him in. Yeah, it was shambles, man. But that happens at that level, hey? But the goalkeeping, that coaching, is just not enough focus on it? Or do you think it's just evolving now where they're kind of... I think the demands of a goalkeeper has changed within the last 10, probably more years. Um, Because how do you teach a player to dive? Like, you don't want them constantly diving, they damage their But you don't know, like, that's when I've been around the game since I was three years old. I have no idea what a goalkeeper... I think they're supposed to dive forward. I think they are. Like, I think that's what the the coaching points are. They're supposed to dive. I don't know. I'm not a goalkeeper, so I don't pretend to be. Um, yeah. so it's hard and that's like I'm around football every day some of these coaches are only around football when they go to training or whatever yeah. so I don't know how the kids are taught um, but obviously the feedback I give my kids is about their feet predominantly yeah yeah and decision making yeah what's the what's the biggest strength I suppose in a modern day goalkeeper I'm not a defender has to have now a modern day defender yeah like a centre back now you've got 
a goalkeeper that plays out. Yeah. You kind of have to play wide. A good long ball and someone that can drive down the middle at times when good they see it ball. open. In, in the modern game, you got to have a good long ball. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Hit the which, channels, which get in the mixer. <laughs> in the modern game, like back in the day, yeah, it was play it long. Mm-hmm. But now it's different. It's like you have to be a, a they six. To, they need to be athlete, athlete, athletes. They're like big, fast, strong. Um, you need to be able to bully the players that they're against. So that's just the physical attributes. But... Technically, they need to be good on the ball. They need to be comfortable on the ball. They'll, I think they take more touches in a game than what anybody else does in the modern game now. So, obviously, they need to be comfortable. Distribution needs to be good. With that, the awareness needs to be good to see lines opening that they're yeah. able before they receive to punch those balls through. And then that that creates uh, our next the next harder challenge where you're playing between lines. You're not playing around players or whatever. You're playing through lines. You need to get the weight of the pass right, play to the correct foot, play to the safe side away from the defender. There's lots that they need to do, but then obviously they need to be able to read the game. 1v1 defending, they need to be good. They need to know how to work with another defender. They need to read the game, when to drop off, when to come forward. There's, there's a lot There's a lot to do with the centre-back. And those decisions are crucial. If I step when I should have stayed, then we're in danger. If I stayed when I should have stepped, then we're in danger. Whereas if you look at anywhere else across the field, um, you've got more room for error. So if a 10 should have stepped and didn't step, then there's still place to recover. But if yeah. centre-back doesn't, even if a full-back gets it wrong, there's still centre-back to cover usually. Yeah. But if centre-back gets it wrong, the other one, so the centre-back's too far away, then you're in trouble. Like you see it so often, a centre-back will be playing out, plays the ball to the striker and they score. Yeah. Especially in the younger age group, which is fine. Um, but they need to learn it. But, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. So yeah. It's not just really the tall, the biggest kid that has to be there, whatever, like it used to be. They need to be able to head and kick it long. It, there's a lot. It's evolved a lot more, especially if you want to be a team that keeps possession and builds up the play, then that's where it starts. Starts with your goalkeeper and then starts with your centre-backs. Yeah, well, they build it from the yeah 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 i want a goalkeeper yeah um yeah it was i think reading was it arsene wenger once said you know one of your most important players is your goalkeeper yeah so you have to you know because he's the one that's going to distribute the ball yeah well you look at the result in that champions league game liverpool and athletico the goalkeeper was the thing that made the difference yeah massively massively yeah that was fifa stats I'd be raging if that happened to me on FIFA. 30-something shots to however many. It was really ridiculous. Ridiculous. Just, the, just every time they got even like when Milner came on, he kept getting in the box, cutting the ball back. Yeah. Know, where's the goals? Mm-hmm. But they did kind of park themselves right in there. But still, like difficult. I said, if O'Black doesn't have the game that he had, that, that, that wasn't effective and that didn't work. Everyone thinks Simeone's a, a world-class tactician nah. because of what he did. He shouldn't have won that game. There's no way in the world. If Adrian doesn't do that, then Liverpool win that game. Yeah, well, when I was watching it, I was just like, there's goal coming. Yeah. It's coming. You can't, you know, sustain that amount of pressure yeah. for that long. Yeah. So it's not like you, you're sitting deep, but you're not allowing chances. They were allowing no. chances. They were allowing opportunities. They just couldn't Liverpool couldn't score. This has been a problem of the season. That's Champions League for you, I guess. What Cup would you games. know about the Champions League? When was the last time Man United were in the Champions League? Get out of here. <laughs> Tell <laughs> us about the Europa League. How's that going for you? Not bad. It's all right? No. It's a 5-0 win. A, a Galo scored, huh? Yeah. Bomb. What was that meme? Did you see it the other week? No. How it goes, Manchester United are going to stand in solidarity with their brothers from Manchester City. So we too will not be playing in the Champions <laughs> League next year. <laughs> it's a good stance to take, right? Yeah, support yeah, your brothers. It's good support the English teams. Mm-hmm. Even though they're your biggest rival. You must have been happy when they beat City though. I was over the moon. Did you watch the game? No. Nah. No, I didn't think you did. It's early in the morning. I got my phone when I wake up to see the score. Then you just like wake up, like when I want to watch a game and it's two in the morning, I won't look at the score and when I wake up, I'll watch the, watch the, the game. Yeah. 
It's on on your fingertips, man. Highlights, YouTube, Man City, Man United. That's why highlights. Mane is your favorite ten. Because <laughs> yeah, you've yes. never seen him play. <laughs> exactly. You just seen him on FIFA. What's mm. the stats? Eighty-eight. All right, I'll put him on. Exactly. You up front. <laughs> he's got Lewandowski as a centre back because he's ninety. He's got some good strength, to be fair. Yeah. No, that's it. That's it. That's it. Um, quick pod, mm-hmm. informative pod, I suppose, for okay. training. Yeah. Um, and again, guys. Hit up Steve if you want that, you know, mm-hmm. technical assessment. And if you've got games as well, as well, Steve does game analysis. Yeah, we're starting to do that video analysis as well. Yeah, and he'll give you feedback on your performances and, you know, cut up the video and show you what you've done right and wrong and mm-hmm. take you through it. But, yeah, keep practicing, keep training. Awesome. Um, and we'll hopefully... See you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Hopefully you guys are playing soon. Right. See you guys. See ya. Bye.